Welcome back to Drinks After Work, sickos. It's Shannon. It's Abby. It's us. And we're back. <laughs> we're back. <laughs> we're back for episode 24. Thank you so much for returning. If you're new here, follow us on social media. It's at Drinks After Work on TikTok, at Drinks After Work underscore on Instagram. And we now have Twitter. It's at D-A-W underscore podcast. Give us a like and a follow. Retweet us. All that good stuff. Yeah, there's not a lot of... I wouldn't say it's a lot of like good content on there, but there is some stuff. It's another account that we can neglect. (laughs) So, you know, in the off chance that we tweet something really funny and it goes viral, give us a follow so you don't miss it. How are we doing today? I'm okay. How are you? I'm I'm fabulous. Honestly, I just had a really fun weekend. Yeah, you just had a nice bougie weekend. Yeah. I went to Tell Nantucket, the people where you went. Nantucket, Ack, as the locals call it. Um, it, was, it was so fun. So I went with Michael's family um, to celebrate his birthday. And this is the second time I've ever been, but it was honestly, it was a blast. I it love was like Nantucket. the most relaxing. Yes. So relaxing. Absolutely beautiful. It was like right before the summer. Peak like it's still season, yeah. right. So it was almost like it was busy still, but it almost had this like nice relaxing feel to Honestly, it. out of all of the islands, I think Nantucket's my favorite. Like Nantucket, Martha's Vineyard, Block Island, yeah. Montauk. I think Nantucket's my favorite. Ooh, you just threw in Long Island in there into the <laughs> Did I say Long Island? In Montauk. Um, Montauk. Montauk. That's in New York. Not the same as Long Island though. I said Block Island. You, then you said Montauk. Yeah. Is that not the same as Long Island? Uh Uh-uh. Montauk isn't on Long Island? No. Isn't it part of the Long Island? No. I'm going to fact check (laughs) (laughs) Because I've been to Montauk, but I've never been to Long Island. It's like the Hamptons and then Montauk is part of the Hamptons, which are all on Long Island, I thought. Is Montauk (laughs) on Long Island? Tell me you like being right without telling me you like being right. Um... Montauk, New York is a village at the east end of the Long Island Peninsula, baby. <laughs> I don't know what that means. Let's go. I don't know if that's actually proves me right, but I'll take it. <laughs> Let us right. know if you know. Um, clearly, we're not good with geography, but it was so fun. Um, okay, so funny story. So there were six of us. It was me, Michael, his sister, his sister's boyfriend, and then his parents. Mm-hmm. So... The first day we were there, we were um, we had dinner reservations, but we were trying to grab like a drink, a few drinks at um, a restaurant before. So we go to this, you know, kind of cute place um, where they had like outdoor seating. We sit down. All of a sudden, Michael's sister looks at her boyfriend and she's like, oh no, she's like, you're not going to be happy. So turns out the place is the Gaslight, which they've been feuding with Dave Portnoy and Twitter. Um, or Excuse he's, me? he's been feuding against them. They have, I don't think they've really said much back, but basically there was like this whole drama that happened where Nantucket magazine published Dave Portnoy as like their, yeah, the cover of their main issue. Yes. But then I guess people complained saying that he was whatever, like he had a bad past or was a misogynist or all this stuff. So people on issued, the island said that about, I guess so. Him? They issued an apology and he traced it back somehow to the owner or like one of the owners of the gaslight. So he's just been like putting them on blast on Twitter. But anyway, so we sit down and <laughs> And literally we realized it was the gaslight. All six of us get up and we just walked out. We left. <laughs> As we were, 
because you should. We were like, fine. <laughs> Literally, like, we were like, he just got six people to stand up and just walk out of the restaurant. We were like, oh, sorry. We didn't realize our dinner reservation was sooner than we thought. And we all left. And his, like, Michael's poor mom, she was like, wait, why are we leaving? <laughs> like, what's oh. going on? <laughs> oh, my so. God. I have, that was Michael's sister yes. that made them everyone leave. Oh, no, we, we all just decided. We were like, well, his dad was like, all right, that's it. We're out. <laughs> I respect that so so much it was amazing wow and i didn't even know that about that place but honestly i'm gonna go like leave them a one-star review <laughs> or yeah abby goes trolling Yelp. <laughs> speaking of dave portnoy okay your girl can die happy now. why because i think we've talked about him on like every episode of the past six we just we need to stop it's <laughs> he's gonna find our podcast one day maybe and he's gonna be like what the actual hell go on don't say that. Okay. No, he'll like it. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I can die happy now because after, you know, a year plus of DMing him, he finally answered. <laughs> you were so happy um, when you sent me that. I literally almost, I was at Mystery Man's house when it happened. When was it? Do you remember? I don't remember. It was, it was sometime last week. Friday? Was it Friday night? Yeah. yeah. I don't even know. Because we weren't together because we were driving up to Nantucket. Oh, yeah. Down, wherever. <laughs> Geography, you know. <laughs> Literally, I replied to one of his stories not thinking anything of it because, I mean, I've DM'd him many of times and he's never answered. I still want to see what those original DMs nope. <laughs> And he <laughs> answered. He freaking answered like right away. Like literally like five minutes later, he answered and then I answered and then he answered again. And then I answered, then he left me on red. But it's <laughs> fine because it's fine. literally then the next day I DM'd him again and he and he and he left me on red, but he it said seen X minutes ago, and I was like, I'm in his primary inbox now. Wow. I'm not in the message request or the general. I've been moved. So now going forward, any DM I see him, he's gonna see it, and yeah. I just feel a lot closer to him now. I'm not gonna tell you what we talked about because that's between me and him. We are boys. I don't need to be putting that. For the whole world, it's between okay. me and him. That but is, that's beautiful. I'm very, very proud of you. Proud? No, you should be happy I know, for I'm me. I'm happy, happy for you. Thank you. Happy Thank is you. how I feel. Yeah, Mr. Man honestly took it very well. He Good. was like, I'm happy for you. And I was like, thank you. I was I'm literally, happy for you. I, I was hyper about it. I like, couldn't breathe. Okay. You had to be there. <laughs> Can you act like you care? I do care. <laughs> I care so much. It's it's impressive. Um, But more excitingly, okay, so... To continue, I don't on. know what's more exciting than that, but go ahead, <laughs> finish your sentence. Well, you remember last year when I went to Miami and we we went to Dave Portnoy's place. Remind me, and we, it was for my sister's birthday, and we like ended up like meeting up with him. And I texted mm -hmm. Abby, and I was like, "I'm so sorry to tell you this, but I'm gonna see, I'm gonna go to his, I'm gonna go to Portnoy's place tomorrow." And you were literally like in tears, and you were like looking up flights, and you're like, "I have to get out there," and you like couldn't make it out, and you were like. You're like, you know what? It's it's okay. Like I've come to terms with it and like I think we can continue being friends. And I was like, <laughs> all right, well thank you. Now we're now we're now we're on we're the same even. level. We're even. Yeah. Um okay, so this coming weekend to continue on with Michael's birthday extravaganza, we're finally going back to a nightclub. Hell freaking yes. Hell yeah. I haven't been to Shrine at Foxwoods since college. I've never been. 
Never. Well, you're in for a treat. A treat. You're in for a treat. I would take anything at this point. I don't remember how to act in a club, what to do, what to wear. The last time we were in a club in New England was February 14th of... <laughs> oh, yeah, Valentine's Day. Yeah, that for was, Cash Cash. That was romantic. What year was that? 19? 2019? 2020. Right before the world Is ended. Is it 2020? Mm-hmm. I don't even know. Yeah, Michael and I celebrated anymore. a nice Valentine's Day dinner, and then we followed it up with the club. <laughs> For cash cash. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm so excited. It'll be over a year since we've been in a New England club. I know. I'm so, and we're seeing, did you say 50 Cent? You tell the people. 50 Cent. There's a good lineup, guys. So head to Big Night. It's literally, that's our Instagram name, Big Night. Um, or any, follow any of the clubs on Instagram and they have um, all the lineups that are coming soon. Mm-hmm. So let us know if you guys are going. If you see us there, come say hi. I can't promise I'll remember it, but we'll be in rare form. <laughs> it's been it's been a while. We deserve to have a little bit of fun. Yeah, <laughs> um, and we're gonna have fun soon in freaking the grand oh, because as of today, today's Monday when we record, uh, May May twenty ninth, we're freaking open. We're opening the hell back up. I don't know how we went from August to May twenty ninth, but I'll take it. I know. It's literally insane. Like one day it was August, the next day it was May. And I was like, you know what? I don't care. I'm so happy. I remember just like hearing that announcement go out and it was like, as of May 29th, everything is open. It's like clubs. It was like, they listed beer gardens, which I thought was funny. It was like (laughs) clubs, beer gardens. Fuck your beer garden. (laughs) Everything is open. Pottery class. (laughs) hot yoga you name it it's uh, open baby we're back baby let's go I'm it's so the excited. comeback um but i remember when we signed with big night in this past november they promised us that when the clubs were open again that we could have a drinks after work happy hour a soiree at the grand or at big night live at one of those venues so keep an eye out because I, I think once the dust settles i wouldn't expect anything too soon because I mean, the clubs are just opening, but we'll maybe like a Thursday night or something. We'll do another DAW event. So keep your eyes peeled. Keep them peeled. All right. Drunk deets. What do you got? Okay. So Chrissy Teigen is under a ton of. Is she canceled? I mean, honestly, I hope so. I really, I hope she is. I mean, it's about time. She's like. But there's also a part of me that's like, you know what? She's come back so many times that like, I don't know if she's cancelable, but I feel like I think she should love be her or hate her. Yes. I feel like the people that love her like stand for her, but I, I don't know. I was never a huge fan because I don't really like gimmicky pop culture mm-hmm. bullshit, but um, this is actually really disturbing. So um, basically there's a girl, her name is Courtney Stoden. Um, so back when she was a teenager, she was 16 years old. She married a 51 year old. Um, so he was an actor. Um, and I think they met on like, I'm trying to remember. They met, like he had some sort of like an online acting class and they, they met on that online acting class. They fell in love. His name's Doug Hutchinson. I don't know if anyone's ever heard of him, but nope. he's an actor. He's been in some movies. They fell in love. They get married. Her parents consented to the marriage because she was only 16. Wait, wait, wait. A 16 year old got married to a 51 year old. I, he might've been like in his late forties at the time. I don't know, but he was That's pretty a old. Weird. Yeah. Definitely weird. Um, definitely strange, but her parents consented to it. She's 16. So she was not able to legally, you know, consent to her own marriage. So again, not saying that the Who's situation, this girl? Um, her name is Courtney Stoden. So is she, she relevant? Like, 
I, I don't think she's really like in the yeah. like she's not like a celebrity. I don't think. But anyways, they get married. Um, they get married. She's only sixteen. I don't really know exactly what happened. They're not married anymore. Like they split probably like two years. Two years later. So she followed a ton of scrutiny online. People kind of being like, "What the hell is going on? Why is this?" middle-aged man, you know, marrying a 16-year-old, super disturbing. But um, looking back now, she actually recently recounted saying that she was under a ton of um, scrutiny, but the thing that stood out most was Chrissy Teigen's tweets. So I guess Chrissy Teigen um, really- She's reckless on Twitter. Yeah, she is reckless. And I guess she like had an interview with the Daily Beast and she recalls how she instigated like tons of tensions on Twitter. She said some really disturbing things to her and basically like bullied her for a very long time solely because she didn't agree with the fact that obviously a 16 year old was marrying someone in their, that mm-hmm. was middle-aged, which yeah, I do think that is kind of disturbing. But like, why do you but care? Also, why is it the 16 year old's fault? Like, I mean, she's a, a child, like, I don't know. Obviously there must've been other things going on. I'm not gonna cast judgment on her, but like, I, I just don't think that bullying that person is really the answer. So. Some of the things that um, I guess she said to her, um, Courtney basically was like, she would say really inappropriate things like publicly, but then she would also DM me in private, basically telling me to kill myself like almost every single day. So Chrissy mm-hmm. Teigen, um, basically some of the tweets that she said was, she was like, take a dirt nap. Like she said that like multiple times. And What's then even like take a dirt nap, like, like you're dead. Oh, in the grave. Yeah. Oh, shit. Um, she tweeted once saying, like, I guess the girl, Courtney, like her, her Facebook was like taken down for being like too sexy or something. So, um, Chrissy tweeted saying Courtney Stoden's Facebook page got shut down for being too sexy is like saying the Nazis were just meanies as in not quite. Um, another time she tweeted my Friday fantasy, you dirt nap. Mm. And then another time she tweeted, go to sleep forever. But then on the side, she literally was like, um, DMing her in private saying, I can't wait for you to die. Why won't you just die? Like literally um, telling her to go kill herself like frequently. And this girl was 16 years old. Mm. So yeah, anyways, weird. she comes forward now um, and she's like, yeah, it was extremely disturbing. You know, Chrissy Teigen's a hypocrite. She kind of hides behind, like she was like, she built her career on apologizing to people. Cause she says so many inappropriate things all the time. Chrissy Teigen obviously fires back issuing an apology and is like, oh, I've had so much time to reflect and I can't believe the person I used to be. Thanks for calling me out on my actions. Like, I'm so sorry to Courtney, blah, 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 blah. The classic, you know, mm-hmm. bullshit I'm apology. because I got caught. Because I got caught and it's like, really, have you spent any time over the, so this was 10 years ago, back in 2011. So obviously it's, it's a while ago, but it's like, Chrissy, have you spent any of the time over the last 10 years thinking about this girl or only now because of the fact that you got called out? Um, so yeah, she, is obviously under, she was sweating a little bit because mm-hmm. she has like that cookware line cravings. Um, I think she was trying to save her brand deals, but um, Macy's and Target both dropped her. Mm-hmm. They dropped the line like right after this happened recently. So I don't know. Another I don't know. one bites the dust. Honestly. There's David, now Chrissy. I just think like, I, I think that with cancel culture, there's a lot of times where I'm kind of like, okay, like we, we rush to cancel people a little bit too fast. And it's mm-hmm. like, sometimes you're jumping down the throat of like a 15 year old who like accidentally did something dumb. But in this situation, I just feel like there was so many instances of Chrissy Teigen blatantly bullying people. And this is just one, but 
I think this just like kind of solidified, hopefully to in most people's mind, but especially in mine, that like she should not have any influence over anyone. Right. Like the whole idea like of that being, marriage doesn't have an effect on you. So why like if you don't have anything nice to say, don't say don't say anything at all. Right. And if you can have your opinions and be like, oh yeah, like it is kind of messed up that that a you know, forty five year old, fifty year old man is, you know, married to a sixteen year old, but you don't tell that person to, to kill themselves. Kill themselves. Yeah. Like, I just that's, don't understand like why. That doesn't why. warrant that. No one deserves that at all. No one deserves that ever. And I just think that hopefully the situation, like if you look up to Christy Teigen, hopefully the situation is making you realize that you shouldn't. I also think that like as a consumer and like as someone who follows pop culture, like it's also your responsibility to decide like who you follow and like where mm-hmm. you get your news from. So I think like, I don't know. I just like personally don't, I, I hope she's done. I really do. I don't know if she will be, but I hope she is. So anyways. <laughs> okay, guys, you know the drill. Our presenting sponsor is none other than Manscaped. So it's 20 freaking 21 and the clubs in Massachusetts are finally opening back up. And if you are a man and you're not taking care of yourself, don't even think, don't even think about stepping foot in the grand. No, you should be groomed head to toe if you're going to make an appearance back in the clubs. And while you're at it, while you're grooming from head to toe with all the lovely Manscaped products, pick up their refined cologne signature scent by Manscaped. This stuff is legit and it will complete your grooming game. It will have you smelling like royalty. All the boss and baddies will flock to you at the club and you won't be able to get the ladies off you. Yes, absolutely. Be the hottest smelling dude at the club. Go to manscaped.com. Shop their wide variety of products. They have a ton of stuff there, guys. It can get you groomed from head to toe. They have signature scents. They have stuff for your nose hairs, which please, if you're listening to this, take care of the nose hairs. (laughs) Whatever your problems is, they should be able to help you guys out with it. So head over there now. Use code BIGNIGHT for 20% off and... Free shipping. Free shipping. Now back to the show, bitches. Moving on to some brighter news. Brighter, shiny news. Our girl Ariana. The Ariana. Ari. Ariana Grande and Dalton Gomez are officially married as of this past weekend. So crazy. I know. I mean... I got like six texts about this because everyone knows how obsessed I am with Ariana yeah, Grande. Yeah, you are obsessed with They were like, did you know? <laughs> did, oh, yeah, I just couldn't make it. Sorry. I was like, oh yeah, I just couldn't, I couldn't make the ceremony, but I, obviously I knew. <laughs> yeah, so I guess they had a private wedding ceremony held at her house in California. It was, I guess, really small and intimate, like 20 people, like just immediate family, a couple friends. Mm-hmm. Um, but it comes five months after the engagement like Dalton proposed five months ago and right it was married. right around Christmas that yeah yeah okay a little bit right before yeah, yeah. It hasn't been that long um but it's just so interesting to me because I mean I think like I do believe like if you know you know like but I would say that if this wasn't the first time that she got engaged to someone remember Pete Davidson mm-hmm situation kind of rang a bell yeah so I mean they began hanging out like last March like they were a quarantine couple like they started hanging out right before March and they went public with their relationship when Justin Bieber you know remember the stuck with you music video yeah you see him at the end like coming in and you're like ooh, like what's happening there so they went public with their relationship in May when that music video came out but it's just like they've been dating for just a little over a year and now they're married and it's like whoa whoa like what 
what's the rush, mm-hmm. Ari? What? Like, you're happy, you're together. Why do you need to put a ring on it? I know. So quickly. It's crazy. Part of me, like, wonders, like, I feel like she's just, like, a passionate person, which comes through in her music. And I feel like mm-hmm. she just, like, when she's with someone, she's almost just like, let's make this, like, official. Let's get married. Let's have babies. Like, I feel like that's, like, who she is. I know, but you would think after Pete Davidson, she'd, you know, maybe pump the brakes. I know. Because also, like, when they first, um, when her and Pete first broke up, like, a few months later, when she was obviously still mourning uh, Mac Miller, she was like, I don't know if I'll ever get into another relationship again. She was like, it's just so hard to go through. There's so much pain. Like, obviously, I've been through so much. And then now, like, you know, a year and a half, two years later to, you know, be married. I just think that's crazy. I know. But. Like, obviously, I'm happy for her. They, I'm, I'm glad that he's kind of just like, he's not, he's a real estate agent. He's not, he's in, not like the, in the spotlight. Yeah, he's on the spotlight. I have more faith that this will work out just because obviously Pete Davidson is in the spotlight. He's right. an actor on all that stuff. But Dalton, I mean, he, he, I don't know. We'll see. Do you think, do you think they'll last longer than Kim K in her 72 day <laughs> marriage? Um, honestly, I'd hope so. <laughs> I'll give it 73. 73 days? 73 days. One day more. I feel like it could be either way. Like sometimes you hear about these couples that like they meet each other and they just know and they get married and they just never look back and that's it. And Mm -hmm. then other times it's like, well, no, it was just like kind of the heat of the moment. Or like you said, quarantine. She's not on, she's not like on tour right now. She's home. She's hanging out. She's cooking them cute little dinners. (laughs) They're hanging out with their friends. Like it's, it's almost like this nice little bubble away from the real world. Well, see, that's the thing. I feel like quarantine was like make it or break it for a lot of couples. Mm-hmm. Like it either helped your relationship or it completely destroyed your relationship. And I think in Ari's instance, it definitely helped. Yeah. Because I mean, you have nothing else to do but spend time together. So I feel like that can almost expedite the process. But I mean, even, I don't know. I've never really understood like long engagements. Right. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, why are you going to wait? And I guess like some people... I guess they wait because they want like the perfect venue and it's not available like that yeah. summer or whatever. Or like but... right now with COVID because like everyone had to delay yeah. their wedding. So like a lot of people well, are like, like, I'm just going to wait another year. Pre-COVID. Oh, okay. Pre-COVID. Like, Pre-COVID, I just don't understand like two-year engagements. But mm. I also don't understand a five-month engagement. <laughs> You're like, it has to be the perfect, perfect amount of time engagement. <laughs> Which honestly, I don't know what that is. Because I've honestly, I've never never been married. I'm sure there's a lot of work that needs to happen oh, yeah. to plan a wedding. And you need maybe, you know, if it wasn't a small, intimate wedding, I feel like you'd probably need more than five months. I feel like I would have a really long-ass engagement because... I feel like as soon as you get engaged, your entire life becomes about the wedding. Yeah. That's honestly why that. people always ask me, they're like, when are you going to get engaged? And I'm like, honestly, it's like, I love the person that I'm with so much, but there's also a part of me that's like, I don't know. We both get to like live our own lives and like have careers and like ask, making it sound like marriage is like death. I'm like, <laughs> you give up everything. <laughs> no, but like, um, I feel like, all that goes off. I window. feel like as soon as you get in, think about it, like any, any friend you know that's engaged. Yeah, you never the see them again. The second they get engaged, well, not even that, but like anytime you see them, it's like, how's the wedding planning going? How are the bridesmaids' dresses? Have you picked the venue yet? Are you doing this? Are you doing yeah, this? all about the, it's about the wedding. The wedding. Yeah. They don't ask you, how um, are you? How's you know, your job? How your yoga class is going? <laughs> or, you know, if the IPL facial that you just got went well, they don't care. It's no. all about the wedding. And planning and planning, and I hate planning. And I feel mm-hmm. like I'm just not ready for my entire life to be about 
the wedding. Not to say there's anything wrong with that. Like I'm sure I will be yeah. ready for it someday. I'm just, the day is not today. Yeah, you're too busy to plan a wedding right yeah. now. Yeah, I also definitely am not going to be doing that. <laughs> you're going to hire someone. I have someone else to. I can't. Uh, um, but uh, back back to Ari. We've back been to Ari. On you, but back we to di- Ari. We digress. Yeah. Um, I just think it's, uh, I think time will tell. Yeah. But I just think it's interesting. Like, why are we in the same boat, but different rower? <laughs> Wait, did you just come up with that or is that a thing? I just came up with it. I love it. I mean, the different same boat, but different, different rower. rower. You know? Yeah. Like we're in the same boat. Very. Did Pete oh. and Ari ever get actually married or were they just engaged? Do you, they were just engaged. Okay. Because remember, boat, she was like, though. when I walk up down the aisle, I only want to do it once. Like, mm. in. Do you think that Pete Davidson like listens to that song, Deja Vu? And like <laughs> the new song date by what yeah. is her name Olivia? Yeah, she's like, do you get deja vu when she's with you? <laughs> Honestly, I would like, if I were him. <laughs> he's like, he's like, it's like the same stuff but different boy. Wait, oh I would love gosh. to see like a like a side by side of like the ring that Pete got her and the ring that Dalton got her. Mm. I would love to see that. I know. Okay. Just for and giggles. <laughs> but okay, so honestly though, I was thinking about it and. I mean, why, she just, why are we in the same boat, but different row? Like, what I don't is know. it about Ari? Like, does she have issues? Like, honestly, I think like she loves the idea of love. And part of me wonders if like, she's obsessed with like the, the, the beginning of the relationship. Like, you know, when you meet an, a, a new guy and you get into a new relationship and you're just so infatuated with them and like, they can do no wrong and you put them on a pedestal and it's just like you're anxious, but you're nervous and you're excited and it's good and it's bad and like so many emotions and it's like passionate and it's everything mm-hmm. wrapped into one. Like, I wonder if like she, she feels that, to that is she addicted to it? And when she feels that she's like, okay, this is like the person I'm going to spend my life with. Like they're my soulmate. Like I kind of feel like that's how it goes. A possibility you think? Yeah. I mean, it's possible. I mean, who knows? But I, like, is that feeling enough to like continuously go through? I mean, me personally, like, I'm tired of that. You're tired of that. <laughs> yeah, I you're mean, just like you're not about it. Yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, that's interesting. I don't. Yeah, I don't. It's not fun for me. I don't like. I'm already like an overthinker slash overanalyzer with everything. So I'm just so glad that Mr. Man and I are past the point where it's like I don't have to send my text what I want to text him. I can just text whatever I want. Exactly. Well, that's one of the biggest things. So I feel like, um, like when you first start dating someone or not even like you're not even really dating them yet but like you're talking Mm -hmm. you just kind of make the introduction and it's almost like there's something about the uncertainty of not knowing how the person feels about you yet so like you said like you're sending them a text and like you want to make sure you're waiting like the perfect amount of time before yeah i hate that like let me wait seven minutes it's not too short but it's not too long yeah like like, i don't want him to think i'm too eager or or, like not busy right and then he texts you and you want to like craft the perfect text back that's not too long and like doesn't sound needy but at the same time like you're so cool and sporty and fun and cool and pretty like all in one text and you're like talking to your friends and you're like how the hell do I do this it's so sad to even admit it but I have this one friend from home who like literally I would text her and I'd be like okay like 
do I do like an exclamation point or like a period or like nothing? (laughs) Like, do I do an emoji or like, do I write out the smiley face or do I do no emoji? Is that too much? Like, what do I do? Do I say ha ha or LOL? Yeah, like literally, (laughs) like do I do a laughing emoji or ha ha? Like, it's so sad. I feel like that's only like a girl thing. I feel like guys don't really think about that stuff. They kind of just like text and they don't care. And one thing I loved about uh, Mr. Man and I at the beginning was that like he would text back like, faster than I'm used to yeah and I was like and it made you feel validated and like yeah I was not, like oh we're not playing games yeah it's so weird well I honestly believe that I don't know I feel like there's the because people always talk about the honeymoon stage and they're like oh the honeymoon stage is at the beginning of the relationship and like whatever I honestly think this is like prior to the honeymoon stage it's what I would call like the crush stage yeah yes yes okay, I feel like you people don't, don't even, talk about the crush people stage don't because you have to like surpass that. Like you have to like get like to a certain point where it's like, okay, like you know that like they're interested in you, but you don't know what exactly their intentions are. Like, do they want a relationship? Do they just want to hook up? How much do they like me? Like, is it reciprocated? Do I like them more than they like me? Or do they like me more than I like them. Well, like right. you don't know what's going on. You yeah. know that there's like a mutual, like you're like you're like you're past the crush stage. So you know that like you can like loosen up a little bit. But while you're in that crush see the I like the honeymoon stage. I don't like the crush. Right. Stage. So like that that's, is torture to well, me. Well what I think is like people associate crushes with like being a little kid like on the playground. So people are like, don't talk about it at all. But like crushes I feel like are so real because it's like even before like it could be it could be even before like you kiss the guy or before you guys even like go on a date it's like literally at the beginning when like you don't know how they feel about you yet mm-hmm. and you're like so anxious but excited and like it probably lasts like into like maybe the first like month or so of your relationship but then I would consider the honeymoon stage to be like you're already like you're now dating like you're a couple and right it's going you're going to like the honeymoon but like I don't know the crush stage remember um our double date uh, yes, um, and <laughs> was it Sanzi's? Yes, and I literally like blew it, and I thought I wasn't gonna get a second chance. Oh, oh my gosh! Revert back to episode. I don't even know what where we <laughs> tell the story of what happened, but I literally had a little bit. I didn't eat all day. You showed up thirty five minutes late to I dinner. Did show up late. I was sitting there with Michael and Mystery Man, and I'm like, I promise she'll be here. You <laughs> show up like you looked wicked cute. You definitely like picked out your outfit for oh it. yeah my roommate dropped me off I didn't even Uber because I was like you one, barge late, into the restaurant in 35 minutes late you down your first like drink and a half really fast which is kind of like a lot for us yeah on an empty stomach and you just for like <laughs> yeah I mean I didn't think that I was gonna get a second shot I was like oh no <laughs> but and so like I was literally sick to my stomach until we made plans to hang out again because I was like, did I blow it? Yeah, because like, you don't know. Yeah, and I can't like, like now, if I do something stupid now, like I'll literally like text him or call him or if I'm together, like I'll ask him about it right then. I'm like, are you mad at me? Like, are you mad right. at me? Like, I'm sorry, like this or that, whatever. Because you feel like, secure enough now to ask exactly. those questions. But like, this is like when you don't, and I almost feel like, I mean, if guys are listening to this, let us know if you feel the same way because I honestly I don't really know. And I honestly haven't given it a lot of thought if guys feel this way too. But I know for, especially for girls, we're like upset. Like at least I am. Like, I feel like they get like obsessed with the feeling of like, it's almost like the uncertainty. And like, it's, I compare it to even like your first day of college or starting a new job. Like you're so exciting and excited. And like, you know, you're starting something new and something big, but there's also that part of you that's like, I don't know if people are going to like me. I don't know if I'm going to be good at this. So you're kind of like scared, but I do think that like, 
having that last for a little while, like it's supposed to be temporary. Like you're like butterflies in your stomach. Every single time your phone goes off, you don't know if it's him and you're like hoping it's him. And like, you'll randomly wake up in the middle of the night, like checking your phone. And like, he's you, you find yourself like saying his name in random conversations. Like you're talking and you mm-hmm. can't help but like bring him up. Yeah. It always happens. But I think like, that's so normal. I think where it starts to get unhealthy is if you continue feeling that way about the person that you're with for like months and months and months. Right. Yeah, I agree. Because I mean, I don't know what you consider like the crush stage, like how many months, but I feel like if you've been on like, I don't know, let's say like at least five dates with them or like, yeah, or even more like if it's like approaching like six months. Oh yeah. I mean, six months, if you're still nervous about saying the wrong thing or acting weird, or if you're like sending your friends like texts, like, what do I say? Like, I think if it's six months and you're doing that, that's a red flag. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, cause you were, like you said earlier, you were like, I reached a point with mystery man where like, I would just text him and say something. I didn't care if it sounded weird or if it wasn't perfect because I knew he liked me. Right. Like, you're he's like, gonna, like you, you need to be able to know that the person you're with likes you for who you are and that one little text isn't going to make or break. Right. Because it's like situation. based in like confidence. Like if you know that the person you're with is into you and like you have something like healthy going on and like you're progressing towards like a healthy relationship, you're going to know, like, I mean, sometimes I do stuff that's like weird as fuck. And I'm like, why does Michael like me? Or why does anyone like me? But like, I'm also like, there's a part of me that's confident. And I'm like, okay, I know that like me doing this isn't going to ruin our relationship. And if it does, it's really sad for him. Um, (laughs) But like, I feel like if you still feel like three months, four months, five months into the relationship, you're scared of like saying the wrong thing or acting the wrong way, or you wake up at four in the morning to put makeup on so that you wake up looking perfect. Like, are you doing that because like you're it's centered on this weird fear that like the guy doesn't like you or isn't into you? You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I think people, I think there are people like myself who would probably need an extra month or an extra date to feel that way. Just because I feel like I, like I said earlier, I overanalyze everything. So like, I mean, now there'll be times when like, if Mr. Man sends me a text and it's like, I mean, he's, he doesn't like texting. So he's always been kind of like short phrased, but he's a fast texter, um, which is great. But like, if he would say something via text now and I'm like, are you mad at me? He'd be like, what? No. And he literally (laughs) is like, he's like, stop assuming I'm mad based off of a text message. It's literally a text message. And I'm like, okay, but you, you said, okay. And said, okay. A Y like, (laughs) I know. Well, yeah. I mean, that's like a whole other, that's a me problem. I just like, I need (laughs) to do the same thing to me. I need extra reassurance with everything. But I think for the, for the average girl, like the knots in your stomach, like should not be there after I would say like a a maximum, like two or three months, they should kind of dwindle away pretty quickly. Yeah. But I also think like, okay, so you're with someone and you continue feeling that way for a pretty long period of time. Like I feel like it's safe to say maybe you've kind of like fallen for someone that's emotionally unavailable, which happens to like a lot of people, especially I think to girls. Yeah. I I can't think of a time if I've ever been in that situation, emotionally unavailable. I don't think I've ever dated someone that's emotionally unavailable. I've definitely talked to someone that's emotionally right. unavailable, but usually after a certain point, I'm like, okay, no, I'm done. Like, I'm not putting up with this. Like I right. can clearly see, but I feel like there, and it's so sad because I feel like 
like we've said in previous episodes, you accept the love that you think you deserve. And so if you, like, I feel like there's so many girls out there that know that there's a guy that's emotionally unavailable and they still try to make it work. Right. And that's when it's like, no, honey, like he's emotionally unavailable and nothing you say or do is going to change that. Right. It's like interesting because I've definitely fallen for guys that are um, like looking back now, I'm like, oh, they're emotionally unavailable. It's like so obvious. Mm-hmm. But in the moment, it's like you meet that guy and maybe like you feel a spark between you and you feel that like something and then they're hot and cold. And like mm-hmm. one day they're texting you and they're telling you you're beautiful and then you don't hear from them for three days. And something about that like push and pull, I feel like just gets girls like obsessed with yeah. a guy. And I don't know what it is because it's like clearly he's not like either not interested in you or he's just not in a place for a relationship or emotionally he's not not there not ready but I feel like that that feeling they give you it reminds you of like the first like dating sparks and I feel like it's so easy to confuse those feelings with feelings of passion and love right so you start to believe you're in love with this person or that you guys have this like crazy like passion when in reality like he's just kind of being hot and cold Right. And I think it like we always say that guys love the chase. So I feel like there are some girls that love like the hot and cold stage because Mm -hmm. I mean, you could have the hottest hot and the coldest cold. But when they're being cold, you're like, wait, is it something I said or did? Like, why don't they why why aren't they acting like they like me anymore? Like I need to win them back. I need them to like go back to the hot stage. Like, what can I do to make them not be cold anymore? Yes. And you start to find yourself like like earning. Yeah. Like you like want to earn their love and you're ultimately never going to get it. It's so crazy though. Like, I just think it's interesting how your brains, like our brains can confuse things for, you know what I mean? Like as, as intelligent as we are, it's crazy to think how, like the anxiety you can get from a guy not texting you back or a guy that you're so into not reciprocating those feelings you can confuse those feelings for like, oh my gosh, we're in love and we have this like crazy history. And this is just like how in Twilight when whatever. (laughs) Twilight. (laughs) It was a bad example. I don't know why I picked that one. (laughs) But it's so true. And like we start to like work up these like stories in our minds of like, oh no, he's just like deep down inside. Like he may be, you know, going out with every bottle girl in Boston and (laughs) DMing every girl with the fire. No, I mean, I love the bottle (laughs) girls, but I'm just saying like he might be. And, um, you know, he's sending every girl like the hunnids and the fire emojis and he's deep in those DMs and he's on Tinder. He's on Bumble. He's on, you name it. But like deep down, I know he loves me. I know we have a connection. I know that like he just like can't admit it, but like he loves blind. me. He loves me, but it's like, he doesn't love you. He doesn't love anyone except for himself. And like, yeah. I've had to tell myself that so many times. It's hard. I think when you're in like the talking stage or whatever, or if you want to call it the crush stage, whatever, like, I feel like people get so wrapped up in like, does this person like me when it's like, well, no, how about like, do you like them? Right. Like, do you actually like, do you them? even like them or do you just like the chase and you like how they make you feel like obviously no one likes like during like the hot and cold phase like obviously when it's cold no one likes that but I think there's like a piece of I mean I can't speak for everyone but like there are people out there that literally like get off on that shit like they like that thing like they like having to earn people's love and I think that kind of stems from I mean it doesn't it's not for everyone but I know it can stem from your childhood and like yeah how for sure um 
Like, I think, I think people like forget that like a lot of shit that happens to you in your childhood, like comes into play later on in life. Like it literally shapes your whole thing. But like, I know like if let's say like you had a parent who was like emotionally unavailable and like they were very hot and cold with you and like, or even if you had like a really strict parent and like nothing you did was good enough. Like if you got an A minus, like it wasn't good enough. Like you didn't get an A or an A plus, like that wasn't good enough. Like if you grew up with a parent that like you're constantly having to earn their like approval and their adoration and whatever, like that can show up later in life when it's like, Mm -hmm. okay, like, well, I have a, like a partner that isn't, you know, showing me just what they should just from me being who I am. But now I have to gain that. Well, like that's what they're used to. So that's what like their brain is programmed to do. Right. No, that makes it so interesting. You're so right. Like so many things you go through can be stemmed back to our childhood. Yeah. But it's so interesting. Like I, like I'll never forget. Like I had a conversation with my sister once about someone that I was so into like years and years ago. And she was like, Shannon, you don't like him. He's so normal, average, vanilla, uninteresting she was like you're so obsessed with this like idea that you've created in your mind and that person doesn't exist like they don't she was like the actual real person she was like he's really nothing that special she was like you're way out of his league she's like i don't know why you're like why you're interested in him. looking back and looking back i don't know it's because he wasn't emotionally available or maybe he didn't like me i don't know what it was but i just like would like any little thing that would happen i would just like in my mind create this story mm-hmm. of like yes like he you made me excuses he though. gave me attention today he did this he did that he texted me back like t- twice in a row like that must mean something and it's so silly because you want to believe like oh like I'm mature enough to not think that way but we all kind of do you know deep down when you're with someone like that and I think it does like it's it's tough and honestly sometimes I feel that the hardest relationships to get over are the guys that you never actually even dated. Yeah. Because when you date someone, like if, when you are in a relationship with someone, say you're in a two year relationship and you guys have a nasty breakup, like that sucks. And I've been there and it's horrible, but it's almost like the other person like knows you're going through that. So you guys, you guys can fight with each other, vent to each other, vent to your parents and your friends. But when you're like, when you fall in for someone that like you never actually even date, I feel like it's like, how do you, how do you get over that person? Cause you can't even tell them that you're trying to get over them. Cause that's creepy. Cause you never actually even got <laughs> dated. Creepy. <laughs> no, I feel like if you haven't been in those shoes, you know, someone that has, and mm-hmm. I think like it can be, it can be heartbreaking. Like, I, I mean, I, I haven't personally experienced that, but I, but I know people like I have friends that do like that, that have been in those shoes and it's, it, it makes it, it, it's a hit to your ego almost. Cause it's like, well, why wasn't I good enough? Right. And, and that's usually not the case. It usually has nothing to do with you and everything with them. Like, you know, that it's not me, it's you. Mm -hmm. Like it's not, it's not you. It's me. It's not you. It's me. Yeah. That's what you say to people when you break up with them. You're like, oh, it's not you. It's me. I'm like the classic breakup line. You're like, oh, it's not because I don't like you. It's because I'm like, you know, I'm working on myself. I'm spending time on myself. I'm going through a lot right now. And basically just means I don't like you. Right. (laughs) The classic line. Classic. Um, but yeah, no, honestly, I think that it's it's just like tough because you you fall for like this person that you never actually dated and maybe you like at this point you've kind of like realized okay, like they're not into me, but it's so hard to like convince your like brain of that. Like even though you cognitively yeah. realize like, okay, like 
nothing's happening here. Right. It's not like a switch where you're like, okay, now I can just move on. Yeah. So it's like, how do you move on? Yeah, I feel like there's like two scenarios with that. It's like, it's someone you've actually never pursued and maybe it's because you don't have the courage to tell them how you feel. And it could be for a variety of reasons. Maybe you're like, you're, you have a fear of rejection or you feel like the feelings won't be reciprocated. Like I know like so many people that are like, you hear like the classic in the movies. It's like the best friends that end up dating. Right. Like, cause one of them finally has the balls to like tell them how they feel. But then there's also people who like, I feel like this one's a little bit more common or at least more commonly talked about. It's like, and I feel like this happens to girls more than guys. Not that, not saying that it doesn't happen to guys, but when you find yourself in like a hookup buddy stage and it's like people say like okay like this is just for hooking up nothing else no no strings attached like the movie friends mm -hmm. with benefits like that movie too and then ultimately one person usually develops feelings right and and either they don't say anything about it and they just sit there silently suffering to a point where either they say something or they end it or they do say something and they get rejected because the person's like, no, you know, I told you from day one, like, this is just business. Like, I don't want a relationship right now. Like, I don't want, I'm not looking for anything serious. I'm not looking classic. to be tied down right yeah. now. I, I just got out of a relationship. Um, we've all been there. Yeah, no, I agree with you. So like I say like, yeah, scenario one is a common one is like falling for the friend. Like, how do you tell them? Do you want to, like, you don't want to ruin the friendship. What if they don't like you back? What do you do then? You're kind of screwed. And then they use that scenario too I feel like the second biggest one is like yeah. falling for the person that you've been casually dating hooking up with that blatantly told you like I'm not looking for anything serious and then you fall for them anyways mm -hmm. um and then I feel like the next like I think like the last one like in my mind at least would be like the semi like friend semi acquaintance so maybe like a coworker or your mm -hmm. boss or like Ooh, something, some, something scandalous, something, something where scandalous. you know you're not supposed to, but there's like an inkling where you're like, right. no, I'm just so in love with them. And I, I don't even know them like that. Exactly. Like you're almost, that, that's, I feel like that's like a big, like in love with the idea of them. Like, yeah. you don't, maybe you don't know them. Like you would a friend where you've actually like fallen in love with them like deeply, but you're kind of like, mm, like what I know I like, and you can't stop thinking about them. Right. But again, like, how do you get over someone like that? And yeah. then, like I think an aside to that is like when people fall for people that are married or in long-term relationships Ugh. and and stuff which is a whole other topic for another day <laughs> but that is a slippery slope honestly I think the best advice that I can give to someone that's going through that is it sucks <laughs> well there's a few things um there's honestly so people say like time will heal it and it sucks to say this because it's such a cliche but it's true the only thing that can truly help you get over it is time yeah. like there were some people that i was so obsessed with that i was like and i'm you never back now and you're like wait why was i obsessed with you you're yeah. literally like i deserve way better than you it's weird how feelings can change like there was times when you couldn't stop thinking about them it was like the world revolved around them and now you're like oh my gosh that person like I haven't thought Despises about them in years me. and I don't, yeah, they despise me. And like, I, I despise, I despise them. them. Yeah, and yeah. You're almost like, I don't even think about, like they don't even come to like the forefront of your mind anymore, but they right. used to all be all you thought about. So time. So like the, the faster you can remove yourself from the situation, the better. So if this is someone that you're hooking up with, lose Stop. all contact. Do not go over their place. Do not sleep over. Do not sleep with them. Like number be one, real do with not. yourself. Like I it's, feel like if you're the type of person who knows that like 
you want a boyfriend and you just don't want to admit it. Like, I feel like you need to like take a look in the mirror, like self-evaluate and like ask yourself. Cause I feel like there are girls that are perpetually single. And then there's girls that are, is that the right word? Perpetually. I don't know. There, there are chronic single people and chronic daters. I feel like there are serial, people that are serial, serial daters. Like there are people that are always single, and then there's people that are always in a relationship. I feel right. Like there are some people that are in relationships, and like once they're single, they get into another one. Yeah. Like they're barely ever single. Yeah. But if you're the type of person that you know you don't like being single and you look for a relationship, maybe don't. Yeah. Get into a, a friends with benefits. No yeah. Strings attached kind of exactly. situation because ultimately you're going to fall. Exactly. And if you have found yourself in one again, like cut off all contact, mm-hmm. like that's the best advice. Don't text them. Literally block their number right now. If you're listening to this, open up your phone, block their number. Right now. Do not reach out to them. Unfollow Delete their them number. on social media. Yes. Out on of Snapchat, stop checking their Snapchat score. It's out of sight, out of mind. Like, and, yes. it, and it sucks because I know every inkling in your body is like, but I want to go on their Instagram and figure out where they were tagged in their most recent photo and see the pretty, you know, blonde girl that they were hanging out with last weekend and see if they ended up, you know, doing this or doing that together and you're like stalking them. But it's like, that is just going to keep you obsessed with them longer. Yeah. Because you're, like, even if you're not talking to them like you're still thinking and obsessing and seeing them so unfollow them block them delete their number if they ask you about it just say that you know you've you know conform to something where you don't use your phone anymore forget about them move on do not or be honest over. and just say this isn't what's best for me right now yeah exactly um i think that distance is the best thing if you're a, if you're fallen in love with a friend I think either you tell them or again distance distance yeah. yourself from them try to like not be texting them every single day like just having someone in like the forefront of your mind is like the number one thing that's going to stop you from getting over them and then I think the right. last thing is honestly like start dating other people and it sucks to say that um and I don't give that advice to everyone like if you're yeah. going through other shit I think it's important to spend time on yourself or spend time working on yourself but I think if you can build a little bit of a roster, like maybe go on a date with Jeremy one night and then chat a few nights later and then hey, they Hector did, the saying the best way to get over someone is to get under someone. It ain't come from nowhere. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, not even not even that though. Just even going on dates, just like yeah. meeting people, talking keep, to keep people, yourself busy. keeping yourself busy. Yeah. And even if you don't like any of these guys, like who cares? Just talk to people, get to know people, get your flirt on. And like the more you do that, like it will it will get easier yeah. over time. And then someone will come along and then they'll make you realize that freaking Chad from Southie isn't shit and that you deserve so much better than what he had to bring to the table. Right. Because like you end up like you're talking to all these like different guys in your new roster and you're going to end up slowly realizing like this guy sucks. This guy's a weirdo. (laughs) This guy's a serial dater. This guy's a fuck boy. And then you're eventually going to be like, you know, I don't have the like energy to talk to anyone and then you're going to find time to be on your own, which is kind of the goal before you find a good guy. Yeah, I agree. And boom. (laughs) And boom, boom, what? Boom. Boom. There you have it. Then, then you're good. Then you're good. Then (laughs) you get married and have kids and live happily ever after. You can get married and buy a house and have 2.7 kids and live a beautiful life. (laughs) (laughs) 2.7. I don't know why I always say that. I don't know either. Hmm. Beautiful. Okay. So the last thing I wanted to bring up to you, and I don't Mm -hmm. know if you noticed this. So recently, um, 
recently I've been noticing that all these girls that I went to college with, I'm like seeing them on vacation, they're posting bikini pictures. They all look amazing. Mm-hmm. And I know we've been like talking about relationships like this whole podcast, that's what we think of it. But I feel like, so all these girls, they look amazing. And it hit me, I was like stalking their Instagrams. They all broke up with their college boyfriends who were douchebags ah, that were cheating on them. So they all got that, like that post breakup glow up. Glow up, the glow up is so real. It's so real. I feel like there's like two, there's two sides to break up. There's mm-hmm. the ones where you are either so sick to your stomach that you can't, can't eat, eat, can't right. sleep, can't stop crying. Or there's plan. There's the plan B and there's, you know, you can't stop crying, but for some reason you also can't stop eating. eating. <laughs> <laughs> I've had both happen to me. Really? I don't know. Well, probably when I was younger for the second one, but but yeah. usually like I lose weight. Like I can't eat anything. I know. It's honestly amazing. I'll literally lose like 20 pounds in a month <laughs> from just like break up severe anxiety and sadness i don't know what it, there's some like chemical like reason for it like why your body reacts that way but yeah honestly i was like seeing it though and i was like i was sitting on the couch with michael and i like turned to him and i was like can you break up with me for just like three or four weeks just so i get like super you know depressed anxious whatever lose like 10 to 15 pounds and i feel like i'll be like snatched like set good to go hot girl summer boom um, he's probably like, no, I'm not going to do that. Cause then you're going to like literally lose 20 million pounds and then leave me. <laughs> At least if I were a guy, that's what I would say. I'd be like, no, what? So that some freaking I don't know who's hot, like snatch you up. No, absolutely not. Absolutely not. But I get what you mean because there's nothing like a post breakup glow. glow. Up. And and I think it, it has to do with one being sad, but also <laughs> sucks, but um also like and this is something that I've slowly started to realize that I like I've been like kind of neglecting myself and it's only because like I want to spend every waking moment with mystery man. And it's like, well, if I have free time, I want to spend it with him. Why would I want to go do X, Y, and Z? Right. Like I want to like, why would I go to bar class when I could like rollerblade with him? Like, why would I do X, Y, and Z when I could do X, Y, and Z with him? Like, I just feel like when you're in a relationship, you have to one, like think about the other person and like everything you do affects the other person. Like, are you spending enough time with them? This or that, whatever. Um, And it's so easy to like put yourself second and put your significant other first, which is not good to do. Right, but even in a healthy relationship. Yeah, even in a healthy relationship, right. it's just so easy to put someone else before you, put their needs before your own. But when you are when you are recently single, you're fresh out of a relationship, you have nothing but time. Yeah. You have no one to report to. You <laughs> To report to. You, like you have reporting for duty. Yeah, like you, you have all the time in the world. It's like, all right, well, I can go to the, like, I can go to the mall whenever I want. I can go work out whenever I want. Like you have all this free time. So you're going to do things that, I mean, I'm a firm believer of look good, feel good, do good. If I don't think I look good, it ruins my whole mood and like affects my performance in every way, shape and form. So if I can do something that's going to make me look good, like, like if I'm going through a breakup, like I want to make sure like, I mean, I freaking dyed my hair blonde. Like, <laughs> like, I mean, I would have never done that. Like, and I feel like like there's some girls I that thought get you did haircuts. that because we were doing it together. Well, yeah. that too. But also when I was in a relationship, <laughs> I didn't 
like want to dye my hair blonde. And then I was single I know and I mean. was like, well, I can do whatever the hell I want now. So I'm going <laughs> to dye my hair blonde. Um, no, I, I completely agree with you. Yeah, I think like you're in this like relationship and you're like constantly getting dinner at Applebee's or wherever Is you're that getting, where like, you and Michael go. <laughs> He loves Applebee's. You, you at Applebee's. Okay. <laughs> he was like, the other day he was singing Have you ever song. been? He was like, happy, happy birthday from Applebee's to you. <laughs> what, this past like, weekend? He kept singing that. In Nantucket? I think he wanted them to sing that to him. Oh. Happy, happy birthday from Applebee's to you. I don't know the rest of it. Why do you need Applebee's when you have you to sing it? I don't know. I'm better than the Applebee's people, but, um, so... Yeah, I don't know. I, I think like you, you go out to dinner, you come back, you watch Netflix, you fall into the routine, and then I feel like all of a sudden you're single and you're like, oh shit, I'm going to make a ma matcha macchiato latte with almond milk, extra cinnamon, and a green drink, and go on the treadmill, and go out with my girls, and have the glow up, and get work done, and boom, 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 and it's like a focus on yourself. So, moral of the story... <laughs> I think that a little breakup for a few weeks would be good. It might not be like the most healthy, but I think at the end of the day, got to do what you got to do for hot girl summer, especially with the clubs opening back up. Yeah. Yeah. However, I would like to not be broken up with right now. So <laughs> I know I'm literally like trying to sabotage our relationships. Like mm -hmm. as I sit Michael and mystery man down, I'm like, listen, you need to break up with Abby. You need to break up with me. Just do it. Just break up with us really, really quick. I promise like three to have three a bromance for like yes. two to four business weeks. Right. Exactly. Like break, break up. And you guys can just go out of town for a few weeks. Like whatever, like, I mean, don't do anything sketchy, but like go out of town, have your boy time and Abby and I will just be like waking up every morning at 4 a.m., going to the gym, working on ourselves, and you'll come back and we'll be better versions of ourselves. I feel like it's a win-win for everyone. What do you think? I see where you're coming from. You I'm got gonna it. have to veto it. Have to pocket I'm veto. Gonna, <laughs> we'll, we'll maybe save it for a rainy day. Save, save it for another day. Maybe, maybe ask me again when we're out of the honeymoon stage. I literally 10 minutes ago was just trying to give people advice for like how to get yeah. over someone. And now here I am like with Best of both like, the worst, like the worst advice of all time. I'm like, just have your boyfriend break up with you, <laughs> lose a bunch of weight. You'll be fine. You'll be good to go. Uh, anyways. Or just, you know, eat right and exercise a couple times a week. Or just, or just be normal and do things just, in moderation yeah. like most people do. Exactly. But if you can't. Oh, God. All right. Well, that's a wrap on this week's episode. Thank you guys for bearing with us. I know we are a barrel of fun. A barrel. We're tough to bear. <laughs> oh, look at you. <laughs> So punny. Um, yeah, so we have quite the week ahead of us. A lot of fun things planned and a lot more fun stuff coming. So make sure you subscribe if you haven't yet already. Give us a five-star rating and review on Apple so that we can move up the charts. Move up the charts. Is it up the charts? Move somewhere on the charts. Yeah. Up or down or yeah. whatever. Let, let's keep that moving. Keep it, keep it, just keep the train just keep moving. It moving. Keep it moving. Join our private Facebook group if you haven't yet already. It's Drinks After Work Boston Baddies. Link in bio or just search that if you're a Boston Baddie, if you're a girl in the Boston area looking to make new friends. Yes. And if you are a Baddie, we have new merchandise coming soon uh, mm -hmm. with some fun stuff for the summer. So keep an eye out for that. Thank you guys so much for listening to us for another week. We have no idea why the hell you do it, but thank you so much for coming we back. You all. We love you. We're obsessed with you and we'll see you guys next week. Bye. Cheers. <laughs>